We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. any of my panelists i just have the goat himself guest i think it's your second time second or third time on the show five reasons own co-host of five on the floor maybe the most respected beat writer in this damn city brady hawk what an intro no thank you for having me back on it's certainly not alex and it's certainly not ethan now it's between like you ira and anthony I don't know if Barry counts as a beat guy. Barry's just like an everything guy. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's the king of it all. He just wears too many hats. But I don't know. He, there's there's too many people down here to just discredit. I'm not. No, I'm not no, it's, it's no discredit. Everyone's great. I'm just you know, <laughs> your praise. Listen, uh, Christian Hernandez, our, our statistician here, once described Barry at an event as a news seeking missile, and <laughs> I think that that's really accurate. There's nobody. There's nobody. No one's doing it like Barry or Ira, by the way. Ira, Ira is like the king of scrums. I watch oh, Ira yeah. in a scrum, and I it's like watching LeBron James. It's crazy. Oh yeah, I'm like whoever the fifteenth man was on that roster because I'm not a scrum guy. I'm are more you like of like in the back. Are, are you the Shandell Richardson of scrums? Yeah, I'm the guy that's just sitting there. I'll just get if I'm too far. I'm just a question's not happening. I'm not boxing anybody out. I'm gonna save that for for the court. B writing's a contact sport, bro. Like getting it is. in the scrum, you gotta like make sure you get there, bro. And, and when, <laughs> yeah, you have the camp, dude. When Dwayne Wade came back, that was the season I was covering them. Good luck. Like you're not getting. <laughs> I mean, Tim Reynolds and Ira Winderman are just. They're like the Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum of of scrum box outs. I'm like, okay, there's just no – I'm going to wait by Jay Rich Locker, and I'm going to see what Jay Rich has to say. Because, <laughs> like, that's, that was the meta, Brady. It would be like mm-hmm. everybody is waiting for Dwayne, and I was like, well, that means no one's going to talk to Jay Rich and, and Justice and, yep. and Gogi. Yep. Except for Coop. Coop. Coop would be hanging around Gogi because <laughs> uh, cause Coop wants the good stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he's good. he's about real hoops. Yeah, Coop, Hoop's about I, – I hear he can actually like Hoop. I hear he's a real hooper. I don't I, know. I, sources I, tell me that Cooper Moorhead can ball. 
And listen, he might be needed to, to <laughs> for the Heat guards, right? And we're going to talk. We're going to preview our final positional preview today. It's going to be hards. We did bigs. We did both part of wings. We did power wings and finesse wings, Brady. We divided it because Miami, for some reason, had like a gajillion wings for their oh, season yeah. roster. <laughs> and now we're down to four. Four players left. We included Josh and wings a little bit because I think he'll guard some wings, and, and we'll talk about him today. But we're going to talk about Drew Smith, Josh Richardson, Tyler Hero, and my beloved Kyle Lowry. Brady, we're going to start with maybe the most polarizing man in this city. And no, I don't mean Tua. I mean Drew Smith. Mm. He might not even be the most polarizing guard on this roster, uh, but certainly <laughs> he has been the talk of the town on Heat Twitter. Brady, your reaction was what when he got the 14th spot? Now, we had kind of heard buzzes that they were going to keep that 15th spot open for either converting a two-way guy later or finding another guy. So we kind of were operating under the assumption that the 14th spot was going to be the final roster spot. And that went to Drew Smith, who obviously Cole Swider was in contention. We had Jamal Kane, who I know we at Heat beat were big Jamal Kane guys and, and gals. Mm -hmm. What was what was your reaction when Drew Smith, you know, after all the Twitter praise uh, for him, uh, what, what were you thinking? Honestly, not surprised. And even though I thought it should have went to Jamal Kane, it just felt like, for one, positionally, I think we could talk about right here, we're talking about guards, the fact that they needed ball handlers and guards. Now you might say, why did it have to be him? Why couldn't it have been an RJ Hampton or somebody else off the book? Because you have not seen, I guess, too much, uh, at least flashiness. But it is what it is because Eric Spolstra really likes it. And it really comes down to that. When it comes down to those type of roster moves, they're trusting what he says. They're going to trust what his his eye, his trained eye, his, his absolute uh, ability to plug certain things in. Uh, and I mean, we can't really discredit that part of it, even though I <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of the people, like, I guess, on Twitter and are evaluating are saying, like, what is there? And I mean, there's the one part of it that I disagree where people are kind of discrediting his defense a little bit, because I think once you start getting mad at a player and start to pick, <laughs> like, start picking him apart, you're like, I mean, his defense isn't even that good anyway. Like, I think his defense is valid. Like, I think he has good lateral movement. I think he can cut guys off. I think he has like a good on ball ability. So that's one thing. There's the part about being kind of a guy that's that doesn't get in the way of your superstars. He's a guy that's calm with the ball, that doesn't make many mistakes. I mean, I that's the one part that I'm kind of pushing back on a little bit because I think there were some mistakes in the preseason. There were certain parts where I'm like, okay, he's kind of doing too much. But the way that they view it as, he's not going to be playing in those lineups that he was playing with in the preseason. Like, when they utilize him, it's going to be, okay, Kyle Lowry's out. We need somebody that can just get Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo the ball and get out of the way. And that's kind of what he is, even though people may not love to like, hear about a guy that's getting this 14th rush, but that's just like, go get away. <laughs> like, run away from Jimmy, get the ball and go. But yeah, I mean, I, I just wasn't too surprised. And as for Jamal Cain, as you said, you had to split up these episodes of wings because there was so many wings to talk about. Like they had so many versions of him that it was tough for him to kind of break in. Oh yeah. And he really started peaking in the preseason because like the pre the, the Jamal Kane, if Jamal Kane was what we saw in the preseason all the way through this off season and training camp and everything, it would be a different story. But like he really started peaking in the preseason. Is that my camera, by the way, that's, you're, that's you're glitching. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're uh. You know, we'll, uh, yeah, you are, I don't know uh, what is, what is, go what is going on? I've never seen this before. 
I, are, am I being hacked? What is is, uh, <laughs> is 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 Drew Smith hacking the system? To the, oh god! Oh man! Is Jamal Kane hacking his, to say his piece? <laughs> man, I might have to leave and come back. You really might have to leave Andrew. and come back. You can leave and come back. I'll, I'll hold down the fort uh, as Brady as Brady's having camera issues here live on twitch.tv slash Miami Heatbeat. If you're listening on the pod, you missed out. I mean, Brady, listen, Brady glitched like 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 a. <laughs> and, and Brady Hawk is returning. Let me let me boot his camera back into the uh, back into the software. Uh, Brady, uh, their chat is saying that I spread my camera virus because my camera very famously goes out a lot. They also said that they knew you were an AI. You're t- you're too good to be true. Yeah. So uh, wow. Yeah. I was like Drew Smith. I just gave you the ball and got out the way. You really did. No, I mean it, what it was is was Brady was it was a turnover, and uh, <laughs> I had to defend the inbound and uh, and, and try to get possession back. But we're, we're, here. Is, we're here. So, I mean, so we could pick up right where we were saying before, I guess, that the last part that I was mentioning was if Jamal Cain really was playing like he was in the preseason for a longer period before the preseason, he would have gotten that roster spot. Like, I really do believe that. But I think there were too many lows mixed in with the highs that they're like, okay, we need a point guard. We need guards. Let's just take the guy that can that can do this when asked of him. And the last thing I will say, because I think Ira brought up a good point after it happened. He mentioned this previously to me is like, if they were to want somebody to pick up eventually down the line, that guy in the 14th roster spot is the guy that's getting cut. So like you're almost better positioned as a Miami heat player to be in the two way than the 14th roster spot. If that makes sense, maybe not your pockets, but as a player in a system, like, yeah, they Brady, they may want to convert two guys because they may if if Duncan and we talked about Duncan with the wings. If Duncan has a has an ant shooting season, which we hope mm-hmm. he doesn't, but you know we've seen it. We, we've seen the shooting kind of regress at times. And Cole Swider looks to be you know twenty twenty Duncan. And if you know if Jamal Cain looks like you know if Caleb Barton is, is struggling with a lot of with a lot of knee pain in the season, and and Jamal Cain really fills that role nice. I mean, who's to say that those aren't the two guys? Are you just like, hey, we cannot. These are rotation guys right now. We can't we can't live without them in the postseason. Not the right guy to ask like this question about, but is isn't like if you sign a fifteenth guy, no matter if it's a minimum, isn't aren't you kind of into that second apron? Or am I wrong about that? Because um, I think that's I, where it gets a little weird. I don't think so. I wish my cap guy Brian was on. I I, I know, <laughs> I, from what I understood, they were leaving the spot open. I I I don't have the cap. I can ask Brian. I can text him, but. But that's where I think things yeah. can make it weird. But if it's not, like, yeah, it could make sense to do that, I guess. And and, but it once again. But then you're you're cutting one of the guys if things if you want to pick somebody else down the line if there's another shooter that becomes available or something. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think this is one thing that you keep the door open on, and then maybe if you're because these guys just because they're on two ways are still going to be utilized like oh, throughout okay. the season. So if they pop, you could do it. like later in the season and then you can finally utilize them in the playoffs when necessary. So it's like, it's a weird, it's a weird ground, but it's funny because everybody was screaming about the Jamal Cain, Drew Smith thing. Jamal Cain probably plays before Drew Smith this season. And that like the contracts, forgetting the contracts, like Spo is not looking at this team as contracts. Trust me. Like that is not what he does. So that eventually that if Jamal Cain got the standard and Drew Smith got the two way, they were playing the same amount of minutes if it was vice versa, if that makes sense. Like, that's why I think the point that needs to be made. It, just, it, it, it was odd, I think, for Heat fans, but I think it makes sense because of, you know, they, they need – listen, they don't have 
they, they particularly don't have a point guard other than Kyle on the <laughs> roster. Like Josh is not a point guard and he'll probably play backup point guard, quote unquote, backup point guard. I mean, we talked last show, Brady. I mean, Hawkes might be guy, a guy that does mm-hmm. what you're saying that they want Drew to do. Just bring the ball up. Caleb can do that. You know, mm-hmm. Josh can do that. Tyler can do that. You know, there's a lot of guys that could just bring the ball up and then let the Bam could do that. I know. I was say. You know what I mean? Like they have, they have a lot of guys that that could do that. So I, I just, it, it is, he has gotten a lot of unfair hate. I think, I think some of the bad stuff has looked kind of poor for him in the preseason, but I, I, I think the fan base has super overreacted. Not that I'm a big, Oh, we got to play <laughs> Drew Smith guy, but He's been in the system for a couple years. They like guys. They like to reward guys that stick around. I think that's another aspect of this because yeah. they Brady. I, I kind of compare it to like a baseball farm system where they like having guys in the system for a few years. Duncan before Duncan got playing time. I mean, Duncan was like around the team. He was here when Dwayne Wade was here, right? He was he had yeah. been here for a few years. Gabe Vincent and Max Struess didn't get like real PT for like two years after just like being in, you know, going to, to, to Sioux Falls, kind of playing, you know, being the, the two-way guy, being the 14th guy or 15th guy, whatever you count UD as, uh, all <laughs> that, all that stuff. Like that's, that's how they've operated. So I think that they value a guy like Drew who's been there, who's done, done the stuff. And yeah, I, I don't, and listen, they have, they, they, they goofed. They don't have, they did not get a guard, a real like backup guard in the off season. You know, you don't have Gabe Vincent anymore. You didn't get Damian Lillard, so you know they they don't have much of a choice. Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta sign whoever's available. For sure, and I mean, looking at him as a player, like we were talking about before, I think the one thing that makes people a little nervous about it is the fact that okay, you have a guy that can give the ball up and get out the way, but he doesn't have the shot. <laughs> like that's what I think really kind of when looking at him as a player build makes people a little worried because. I don't know. I've, I've watched his shot in camp a lot. Like I've just watched it. It's just like, it does not it seem extremely different. If that makes sense. Like I've watched, I think Jamal Kane th- totally changes shot weight catches higher shot is higher. Yeah. Haywood Highsmith total turnaround. And his shot is just like, it, it's, it's not a consistent shot. I mean, it's a shot in the NBA that can get easily blocked because it's kind of a push shot. Like it's not fluid. Like there's just too many issues with I don't that. Know, man. Sean got away with it for years. I, I don't know how. Let's not compare it to Sean Marion, though. That's a little, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little of a crazy comparison. But yeah, that that's kind of the thing that stuck out to me. So I mean, he's he could be a decent guy you could throw in there, maybe, uh, and not be. I mean, his job is to not be terrible. Like that's literally his job. The issue is like on Twitter, everything he does is going to be on a, under a magnifying glass, like going forward, because everybody already has that target on his back. But he just has to not be awful and just kind of do the little things. So I mean, it is what it is. Even though me personally. I know we're not talking about this guy on, on here, but I would like to see more of RJ Hampton just because I, I'm just a fan of the talent. I'm a fan of, of a fan of what we've seen so far. I'm a fan of the defensive ability. I know we are talking about he's, RJ Hampton. I, I forgot about him. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't want to. He's one of the guys. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I totally forgot about RJ Hampton. You're right. He's in my notes. So yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, if yeah, we'll... no, RJ. Are, are we, we can, we can go right into RJ right now. I, I again, totally, totally. I didn't mean to take it over. Huh? I was like anti Drew Smith. I kind of like demanded the ball there and didn't. No, no. Did listen, I'm glad that you did that. Last <laughs> thing, by the way, la- before we transition to RJ, la- last thing I want to say is the idea of them just having a guy to just let Jimmy and these guys do work. 
I think it's counterproductive because at the end of the day, we know that Jimmy is pacing himself until mm-hmm. around March, right? I think he even had the Instagram video where he's like at All Star break, he's like warming up. He's like, "All right, now it's time to try." He's that, you know, yeah. he's the, the famous <laughs> meme, the, the sitting up meme, and you know. For a guy like him to give you what he does in the postseason, which looks like totally like the most jaw-dropping stuff, you're like, who is this guy? It, it requires to to take, you know, he doesn't take nights off, but you know he's gonna give you 25 and five, and he'll turn it up in the fourth quarter. But he's not, you know, it's unrealistic for that guy to give you 110 percent every night. You need guys like, you know, like last year, like you know, or the year before, you know, Gabe Vincent, you know, really steps up. Kyle Lowry has moments in the season where he steps up. You have Max. Duncan, you know, Caleb, you have contributions from your role guys to kind of get you through 82 so that you can, you say, Jim, Hey Jimmy, we don't have a home seed. Let's let's, you know, can you figure this out? So that's kind of where it's like, I don't see a guy like drew helping them offensively. I don't see him with the pull up like Gabe. I can't really foresee him running a ton of pick and roll. Now they have more shooting, right? So they have like Thomas Bryant could be like a pick and pop threat. You know, that could be something that's interesting you know, kind of a new variation to their pick and roll game or whatever. I imagine they're going to go back to a lot of their handoff and their motion stuff, probably more bam at the elbow, cutting movement, all that good stuff when, when you don't have shooter. So it's, it's a little bit frustrating when you're just like, you got to make it easier on Jimmy and bam, not, Hey, you got to do even more work to get us to the playoffs where then you got to really do all the work. So that's like the one area, but also it's like, what are you going to do? Like they struck out on Dame you know, your options were limited and you, they just kind of patchwork the best that they could. Yeah. But I think the counter to that counter would be if you're like relying on your 14th roster spot to make up for Jimmy being out, you're kind of in trouble as a, as a team. So like the, it has to be the other guys you're mentioning. Like you were talking about who they had last year. It was the max, the game, the other guys. I mean, this year it has to be Caleb. It has to be Josh. It has to be a lot of these other guys off the bench. I think another guy you mentioned his name before very much so it's going to be Jaime Hawkins. That's going to be the guy that's probably going to step up more than anybody when Jimmy is out, just because they have shown not just in the preseason game, but they really, they trust him with the ball in his hands. They trust him actually more with the ball in his hands because he's not a traditional off ball player. So it's like, that's a situation where they, I, I believe they do have the guys to step in, but 14th roster spot, Drew Smith. I, I mean, that's, I don't think that's going to be the guy that they're definitely not going to be relying on him for the offense. They're not. So let, let's let's talk about RJ, man, because he had a really nice show in his last preseason game, showed them some downhill zip, which is really what the one thing that they're missing. I'm mm-hmm. glad. Listen, anytime you can get a guy, I mean, he's talented, right? Like there's whether it's polished or not is, is a different story, but like clearly there's something he's athletic. There's talent. I'm excited for that. And I think that he's a guy that will probably get a little bit more run than Drew early or, or, or when, you know, there's going to be nights where Kyle plus one other guard is going to miss a night and he's going to get some chances. And, and Brady, I'm for one excited. I know that people, you know, in Miami were, were really kind of delightfully surprised, um, kind of watching his, his final preseason game. Where do you stand with him? Are you, do you like the, the fact that they kept him? Do you see him kind of getting real playing time when others are getting hurt? What do you, or, or missing time? What's your take? Yeah, I think for one, I think the big question was like, what is he like is because he he's a tweener (laughs) like what is he because like he's not a one and he's not a two but like i after like watching one here baby he's a hundred percent a one that's like kind of the overall point and watching him play like it was like the 
they were kind of calling him the opposite of Drew Smith. And what I mean by that is like, for one, he has like, he's like the higher upside versus the higher floor, quote unquote. But I, I guess the big comparison between the two is like, Drew Smith, you could trust more with the ball in his hands to make less mistakes. And RJ's kind of the, the high talent that could just be all over the place sometimes. But like when I've watched him, like he doesn't seem like that guy that's all over the place. Like he seemed like watching him in that one preseason game specifically. And I'm, I'm, it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to play in more preseason games because that I think would have pushed things in the right direction. Yeah. But he was really under control. Like he has speed and bursts, like you mentioned, getting to the rim. But he's like knows how to use it. Like he uses it at the right time. Like he'll be driving and then he turns it on and zips kind of by the guy and gets to the lane. Like he he uses it at the right times. Um, thought his pick and roll play was like really under control with some of the stuff he was able to do and just making the good decisions. And that's like kind of the stuff you want to see from him because that may be all the boring stuff, but he has all the fun stuff. Like literally the opposite of Drew Smith. Like he has the fun stuff to him. The shot looked good defensively. We talked about. Drew Smith defensively. I think RJ Hampton is very interesting defensively too, just because he has a little bit of, of length to him. He can kind of do different things on the ball. Uh, I mean, neither guy you want on him. He looked nice. On, I, I think switch, he has but... a role in the zone as well, like cause, mm-hmm. because he's, he's so a, long. He's a guy on the top of the press. I Absolutely. could definitely see that. So that's something that they'll value a ton. But I think that, once again, it really might be as simple as this Heat team like always seems to lack talent on the like the the reserves the, like it's yeah, always guys it always is like that so like you finally have a guy that has a lot of talent that you could kind of develop in the right way and he's showing signs that he's like willing to slow down willing to take a role willing to take a two-way contract when he had no need to do that so like he wants to be in the system i don't know it's just a fun player to kind of see to develop because let's just say hypothetically because you mentioned kind of jimmy's out what happens like let's say hypothetically tyler's out for a game I think he's a good player to throw into the mix to kind of utilize some of the on-ball stuff. Not that he's going to do what Tyler does, but I just think he he can have a little bit of certain – gets to certain spots that maybe Tyler can get to. So it's just something to You monitor. get the aggression, right? Like you get like, okay, this guy is like clearly interested in finding his shot, and mm-hmm. I think that, that that matters, right? And he's a guy that can – you know has a real first step that you know can, can feasibly get by a guy, get by an NBA player. Because that's the other thing. I think sometimes we look at guys and, and like, you know – NBA players are fast, man. It's rough out here in these streets. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm a fan, and I think that listen, we all know that can you defend is the most important question to get minutes in an Eric Spolstra on an Eric Spolstra team, and he's going to be tested. And you know, we we know that some of their guard that they are very it's a it's a lot of mixed reviews on the defense of the guard. Some of them are good. Some of them are good in certain situations. Some of them. <laughs> aren't very good in, in many or, or trying their best. I should say they're, you know, some of them are just undersized Brady. You know what I mean? Like they, they have, yeah. they're very small in the backcourt. Josh is not, but you know, and, and, you know, Hampton at six, four and he has some length to him. You know, Kyle's, a, yeah. I don't know if you remember that Atlanta playing game. Atlanta yeah. was really leveraging how Miami's low man was typically a guard. Kyle in most cases. And what do you, what is Kyle gonna do off the Capella roll when they manipulate that low man? Not that not that the the four inches that you know Hampton has over Kyle is gonna make a huge difference, but you know there are, there'll be moments where that matters, and I don't think that's a mm-hmm. small thing. For sure, and it's funny talking about like the guard room being undersized, and the reason for that is like, I mean the wings are going to be guards this season, so it's like that's how they'll make up yeah, for man. it in a way. Caleb, that's the way they'll Hawkes, Caleb. Then- Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, those yeah. are guys that you'll plug in. I mean, Jovic, <laughs> like, Jovic yeah. could play guard. He thinks he's a guard. That's what, I think if you ask him what position he is, 
that's what he thinks he is. So, what were you gonna say, Brady? I wanted to ask you. I know this isn't a Wings show, but I, I'm just curious as to what you say because uh, we asked uh, Rohan this on our Mixed Bag show, uh, Tiffany Meeks host, and she asked, "Who do you think gets squeezed out of the rotation?" Because they have a lot of guys, you know what I mean, oh, yeah. that are good, right? Like that. They have a lot of, you know, they have a lot of guys that like deserve minutes. And Rohan said that he thinks that Jovic is gonna be the guy squeezed out particularly because he doesn't think he could defend at an NBA level and that Spoh's going to value a guy like Highsmith, guys like Haquez, obviously, you know, Jimmy and Caleb. And I don't think that's so crazy. No. I mean, if you were to ask me that question, I would say the same thing. And it's not be- – I, yeah. I, I think mine's for a different reason. I don't think mine's for the defense specifically, which sounds pretty crazy. I don't know. I just – I just he doesn't look like he knows his role yet. I agree if with that. that. Makes, like, I, I watch him offensively, and it's like, I don't think they've had the, the, the point where it's like, suppose, like, okay, you're going to be this. Because there's too many times where it's like, he's off ball a ton, which is necessary. Like, you're playing next to Jimmy Butler and Bam and Tyler. You're going to have to this bench the be off the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'm watching him as well, and I'm like, he kind of needs the ball in his hands. Like, just as a playmaker, Why he, I, 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 Why can't he be like marketing? Because he doesn't have marketing shot. Like it, he, it, it, like I've watched, it's kind of, I, as an ideal player, I think he can get to that. I think he can get to the shot, but I just think right now the spot up jumper and overall is not consistent enough for where it needs to be. Like there's like certain guys where it's like muscle memory and you know, the shots the same every time. Like you, you watch a shot and it, like, it's sometimes it's like, it's kind of all over the place, but his skill set can still be utilized. I think the stuff uh, off the catch and attacking is very much like something you can get to. Stuff in the open floor, even though pace is never going to be at the top of their bracket, is something that he can get to, though, specifically. Because he's that's like, I don't think there's a better skill of his than just getting the ball and just going. Because he's so skillful, like, making those quick decisions on the break. But, yeah, the, if you were to ask me who is squeezed, I mean, I think, personally, with a fully healthy roster, Hawkes and Jovic are probably squeezed Ooh. out the rotation. Ah, man. So, it's tough. I mean, yeah, but it's man. funny, though, even though I say that, Tomorrow, <laughs> opening night, Jovic and Hakez are probably both going to be in the rotation, even after having Highsmith that discussion. Has but an it, injury, and, and is, is Caleb for sure going to play? I know that he's, he's for sure playing, but he's going to probably be limited. I have a question: Is Jimmy what is Jimmy playing? What's going on with his dental? You're you're an insider. I think uh, I think randomly last tonight they just put some numbing on it, so it just got better. Oh, okay, okay, so he's good he's good for the season. Listen, people were joking. They're like, you know, why is Jimmy Duck in the preseason? Uh, you look, look, <laughs> why people Booker Booker is Booker playing today? I don't even know. I think he is. Okay, well, you know, got 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 to protect the goods. Um, okay, so sorry, sorry for the side there. I just, I was, I had you here. I had to ask the <laughs> question. I think it is an interesting question because they do oh, have, they literally have like thirteen guys that you're just like, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. can see. Uh, chat says Jimmy's dentist is dead to them. <laughs> 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 do we know what procedure he got? Did he tell? No, he it was very vague. He's hilarious, bro. <laughs> <I love that>. <laughs> <laughs> Might not even be a dental procedure. Who knows? Just whitening. <laughs> whitening hurts, bro. Have you ever had like a whitening at like like with the with the things? No, dude. No. One of the most painful things. It's an awful procedure. It's not a procedure. They just like they put like some radiation thing. It's like a Phillips thing, and they like blast your teeth, and uh, they make it real nice and white. It really hurts. Like fucking awful. Mm. Yeah, maybe Jimmy had that. My- my goal tomorrow is to find out what procedure he had done at the dentist. Do journalism, Brady. You're out here. Who else is doing that? You got to yeah. Ira's too concerned real about stories. Ira's concerned about who's like the third string small forward. He's doing his job, you have your job. You know, we all have right. our tasks. 
Um, You're right. Get Alex get to, to help you. You know, get 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 uh. You know, ask ask hold players. Hold him accountable. Yeah, no, I, hold hold him accountable. Um, which which he's you know he leads the league in holding people accountable. Anything else on 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 our boy RJ before we pivot to Jay Rich? Because I mean, I think we I think we hit on it. I think it's just a high ceiling versus a high floor. We'll see who gets more minutes. But as much as nobody wants to hear it, they're going to lean on Drew Smith more than RJ Hampton. It's not just because the roster spot. Spo trusts him. People, more. That's gonna drive people insane, Brady. You're, you you know is. you know how he Twitter is. Whether they're right or wrong, they're gonna be angry. They are. <laughs> they're gonna be mad. He's gonna like the, the what they're gonna be mad is when thirty minutes before a game, Kyle Lowry's gonna be out that night, and Drew Smith's gonna be in the frame of the starting five on Twitter thirty minutes before the game. That's what's gonna get people mad because he's gonna have a few spot starts. He just is. I, I can guarantee. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, by the way, chat chat is accusing me of getting my my dental work in a basement in Hialeah that doubles as a vape <laughs> shop. No, it was in Sweetwater, which might as well be the same thing. <laughs> Okay, so you know, I have I have some decency. You know, Sweetwater's a little closer. Hialeah is a little north. Hialeah is far, man. I live in South Miami. What do you think I am? Wow. You think I am? Yeah, all these all you Broward people and Hialeah people. That's far from me, man. I I I stay in my I stay in my area. I don't go I don't go past uh I don't go past uh, Little Haiti. Little Haiti's great restaurants now. The goat. Um. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's get into Jay Rich because he's – I'm excited. And, Brady, I'm afraid that fans have put too much expectations on poor Josh. I think they think mm. he's going to come in and they think he's going to be a 38% shooter. He's going to handle the ball and do pick and roll. And they think he's going to, like, switch one through three. 
And I, I think that's a little ambitious. I, I love Josh. Josh was my favorite player to cover. Josh and Goran. Nicest mm-hmm. guys, funny, yeah. incredibly insightful, smart people. I love Josh. I'm so happy he's back. But and we got to start with the shot. It's up and down. He has seasons where it looks good. He has seasons where it's passable. He has seasons where it's bad. And while he played his best years in Miami, Brady, having being if you're going to be a heavy-minute player and you're playing next to Jimmy and Bam, you need to be able to shoot because those guys are not shooters, especially Jimmy in the regular season. You know, Bam is just not taking them. Jimmy is reluctant and not a spacer, really. Like, he's being helped off of. Mm-hmm. You need the re- the other three guys to give you some sort of shooting because if not, you're playing in a phone booth. And we know that the problems with this team is it's its offense and it's predominantly that they can't get to the rim and they can't shoot. And both of those things are correlated. So I think with any conversation about Josh, it's going to be, can he shoot? And obviously that's not a question we can really answer. We've barely seen him. How much did he play? Pre- he played a game in the preseason? One, maybe. Yeah. you know one, I mean? at, one, in a, one in a quarter. You know what I mean? So I don't even know, Brady, how to talk about him because I think any conversation about Josh has to start there. Yeah, I mean, look, the the whole conversation with Josh to start media day training camp preseason was literally just about him being a point guard. So we haven't even, like, addressed, like, what Josh really is going to be yet. Um, Offensively, you mentioned the shot. I mean, good systems, I feel like teams figure it out, and that's what Miami always does. That's what they did with Josh. What is the other team that he shot really well with recently? The San Antonio Spurs. Like good overall systems, uh, you just shoot better in. So it just happens that way. So I, I kind of do. I mean, look, the, the shot's probably going to be up and down. That's just the natural evolution of it. I mean, Max, Max, what did Max shoot last season? Like thirty three percent. Gabe shot like thirty four percent. Shot like, thirty three percent last year. I know. I, so I, I mean, look, that's a whole other topic because looking back, I looked at back at those numbers yesterday and it was like. It was crazy. Dude, I had the same reaction. I was like, what? was it that bad? I go, I don't know. Like, no, like they were a top five defense. No wonder they were in the play in. Like, that's if you're a top five defense and you're in the play in, like, you have to be that bad offensively, Brady, which they know, were. Do you know that they had the 11th highest free throw rate per 100 possessions last season? That shocked me. I could not believe it was that high. That is crazy. I mean, that's, that's Jimmy. <laughs> Right, it's, it's, just, it's Jimmy and like a like a like a salt based sprinkle of Bam. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but but Josh, I think to get back to what we were saying, that the, I mean, I wouldn't expect a ton of pick and rolls. I think him and Tyler are a really good fit, even though it even if you're not a point guard in there, I think they just play off each other pretty well in theory. Defensively is the stuff that I just have. I don't even really. I mean, it sounds bad, but I don't even care about the offense that much yet. Like just because of what he could provide defensively, uh, the stuff specifically around screens is like what makes me intrigued because we just we've seen so much stuff where it's like their defensive base is like funneling everything to bam which is still going to be the case that's just always going to be what happens but it's like you either your guard that's being funneled to bam that had this much room now is going to have like be attached at the hip with josh richardson because he can do that around the top of a screen like that play, stuff looks a little more different drop, brady they could play a little they bit will. more drop I think there's certain stuff that'll change. We were talking about it earlier on five on the floor because we did like a me and Alex talk defense for like an hour, but it was like they're gonna do different things where maybe they maybe they they allow less threes because they're staying home on threes because they have guys that can get around screens a little more and they Absolutely. don't need as much help. Like there's certain things that really offensively will probably look pretty similar to last year. Defensively is where I think that we'll see the most changes. Maybe Bam, he's still gonna switch. 
but maybe he doesn't have to switch as much just because of the kind of the other defenders. But Josh is going to be a big part of that. I just think the on-ball ability, uh, we'll see how much he has the ball in his hands. If he, if there's still turnover problems or maybe inefficiency, we'll see what the mid-range jumper looks like because that, I think, could be kind of like the sneaky asset to his game. Like if he's able to be a Gabe-level mid-range pull-up guy, like you'll take that. Like that, I feel like would do good for oh, their dude, offense. Are you kidding me? That's a that's a celebration. It'd be amazing. Like that that changes their offense. That changes what his looks look like. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I putting too much expectations on him is rough. Putting him, you know, where I know we keep having the point guard discussion, even though I think we know which way it's leaning right now, especially with the fact that he's not playing tomorrow. But it's like uh, he's going to be in a good situation. I think if if we get down to like specifics of what who will be with off the bench. That is a scary defensive lineup if it's Josh, Caleb, and Haywood coming off the bench together and doing that type of stuff. Like, he fits right into that mold. He could, I remember I asked is him on Kevin media day. starting like, day one? Yes. Is that like I, an 82-game thing? Definitely not because he's not playing 82 I, games. I, I, I mean, yes. you just can't do it. I mean, look, his, his role is going to be Myers. Like, six minutes, six minutes, done. Like that's that's what his role is going to be. No, but even on the with Luke, that. The Luke Babbitt diet. We don't, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't talk about Josh McRoberts, uh, yeah. yeah. That's my guy. It's going to be like those quick <laughs> those quick stints, not playing a ton of minutes. Like as much as everybody wants to see Jovic, he probably maybe starts a few games if Love is out and they move some pieces around. Like they'll do that stuff. But the overall point is like that's a scary defensive lineup to bring off the bench. I asked – I was saying – I asked Josh about it on media day. Like I, I said like what do you think of like when playing at the top of a press like because they've done it a lot more since, since you left. And he's like – like oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm like – if there's one thing that like I'm excited to see Josh in, it's just bothering people baseline to baseline in the press. So I think that's kind of the the part to it's kind of look forward I guess to start the season. I think that people are going to expect him to be what he was his, his rookie and, and sophomore year, and I just I'm, I'm a little mm. worried about that. I agree with pretty much everything that you said. I I think he's in a very good role where he's not going to be asked to do a lot on offense. He's going to be asked to kind of spot up, defend, you know, run a couple, maybe run a little bit of offense, which is kind of, mm-hmm. kind of good for him, you know, kind of, kind of get his, kind of, kind of get his stuff going, his body moving, and all that stuff. I, you know, he has lost the 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 zip, the springiness that he had early in his career. He actually lost it his his like second year here, which was sad. So he's not going to be like very explosive, but I think kind of getting them to play more drop is just generally good for preserving Bam long term. I also think mm-hmm. they're always Brady. I, I what I the one thing I do disagree with, I just think they're always gonna help from the strong side corner or the weak side corner. Mm-hmm. Like they're just that guy's always gonna come because they just want to make sure that life is as miserable as possible for whoever's in the paint. But my point earlier was that like fourth quarters like i'm interested i was actually gonna i forgot to look at it but i was gonna look at like how many threes they were allowing in the fourth quarter specifically because i'm thinking about like when spo gets the lineup that he wants and it's four above average defenders and And tyler Tyler. (laughs) they're going to i think those are the lineups at the end of a game fourth quarter that they're not gonna help off as much and maybe they're allowing less threes kind of late in game situations it's funny because even in the playoffs duncan at times played so well that he made spo play him which is hilarious because you know that mm-hmm. he wants to do what you're saying. He just wants dude. He <laughs> wants know. five Udonis Haslam's like out there. Is what he, he just wants. wants a bunch of he wants a bunch of Haywoods out there. He wants a fucking rock fight. Suppose I was saying Brady the last preseason game, Spo probably had way more fun than any playoff game he's ever had in his career. <laughs> he was he was in heaven. Man, 
whole lot at 48 minutes of Drew Smith. He is he's in he's locked in. He's a sicko, That's- bro. He lo- he lives for that shit. He's so happy. He's like, man, <laughs> he, he's fucking. It's so funny, dude, because he looks happy. That's a, I the happiest I ever see him is when he's talking about his family and when he's coaching a bunch of two way guys fighting for their fucking NBA lives. Loves it. It's it's so true. It's so coach, true. Bro. That's my go. I love. I dude, a fucking legend. Where's when's the statue? Time. Where's the statue? I love Spo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's kind of what I got on Josh. Uh, I I think the the length help wise is going to be good. Like when he's a help defender, I think on the closeouts that's going to be good. I think that he'll. I think they'll be comfortable switching him one through three. We talked yesterday, Brady. I even think like not a lot of threes, but I think like the Jalen Browns. Kind of like guys with a shaky handle, not to pick on Jalen. I love picking on Jalen. But, you know, kind of, he has like that kind of like, I'm going to stick to you and be like, I'm going to harass you on mm-hmm. ball kind of thing. So I think like those guys, I think he makes sense against. I mean, they liked using Kyle to defend Jalen. That did not go well for them in the playoffs. They, they moved off of that pretty quickly. But I mm-hmm. think Josh could take assignments like that i could see him on middleton as well where he just kind of has to like be strong enough to push him off his spot and i think he has the length to be able to, to contest that way you well, can he might be guarding dame that's true <laughs> i forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's gonna be bam guarding dame i mean that's gonna be that's gonna be a, yeah, the quickest true. switch i've ever seen in my life uh bam bam's gonna live for that bro i'm, I'm excited to man. watch those teams play man i am too but, early in the season i know man october 30th Monday. Fun, fun, fun. So we're gonna hit we're gonna hit Kyle next, my boy. We were we were debating who to say for last, Kyle or Tyler. Brady, I'm gonna be real with you. Mm. I'm sick of the Kyle propaganda hate. I see mm. Leif, your own Greg Sylvander, my mm. my homeboy. I see what you're saying out in the streets. The streets is listening. I see all the haters on Twitter. Brady, he's not that bad. He's I'm not saying that he's like I'm not I'm not saying he's an all-star. I'm just saying that like he's not he's not like Drew Smith but making 30 million dollars. I, I don't know I don't know what I don't know what to say. I don't think he's that bad, bro. Chat like Skinny McGee and Chat says he sucks. Listen, he he has moments where he looks really hurt. He was, he was bad for stretches last year. I'm not pretending. And when he doesn't want to shoot, he's a mm-hmm. listen, man. The playoffs, he was good. He's a 16 game player. I don't think he's that bad. I think if he's healthy, remember early in the season, he had to play like a gajillion minutes when everyone got hurt or had COVID or whatever. I forgot what it was. Uh, remember that stretch early where he had like, I don't know, he was playing like 45 minutes against like the yeah, Wizards. he had that weird Wizards game. Yeah, oh, so funny. A gif of him like exhausted. I don't know. Maybe you disagree. I want your listen, I want your honest opinion on him. I think he should be the starting point guard. I think ideally you wish they had somebody else to be the starting point guard, but no one's better than him. And I think that, you know, if he has a decent shooting year, he'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine, guys. Yeah, I'll be honest. Who do I think is going to be the starting point guard? Kyle Lowry. Who would I have chosen to be a starting point guard? I've been saying I think it would have been Josh. Like that was kind of been the way uh, that I've been leaning. I think number one, the obvious one, like Kyle and Kevin Love in the starting lineup, that worries me. Again, you could say starting lineups don't matter. You could say it's a six-minute stint for Kevin Love. You could say whatever. But, like, at some point, like, a bad start is going to catch up to you. 
And if you're funneling Kyle over the top of screens inside and being burnt on a screen and you have Kevin Love that's trying to cover up, <laughs> like you're just you're putting Bam in such a spot that he is an always of just trying to cover everything up and make everything look great. So like that's number one. That's just a tough place to begin. You mentioned the part of not shooting. That's I mean, that's a big part. That like, he has to you're, shoot. He got to pull you. You are not you, you are not Drew Smith. You, they are not asking you to pass it and run away. Like they literally need you in certain moments, in certain lineups, to come off a screen and and take pull up threes that are open. Like take pull up mid ranges that are open. I mean, me, I'm not expecting the guy at this point to get to the rim a ton. Like I think that's asking too much. Like they, and I think he occasionally will because he does stuff where he'll kind of sneak in and do those underhand layups or spin around three times. Like he he can do it because he does he's has that ability obviously. But that's not the thing I think people are asking of him. I just personally think he has to take the pull-ups. And if 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 he's playing with obviously which he will be playing with Tyler Jimmy Bam, and like I remember there was a play the other night Tyler kind of had a good pick and roll play passed it to Tyler I mean Kyle in the corner and he took like a contested corner three and knocked it down like a really tough shot and I'm like okay those shots are the shots he needs to take you may say okay well, you're asking for contested Kyle threes but like the only way you're gonna move anything in this offense is if he makes his defender think about looking over at him once in a while and say, okay, I, I got to make sure he's still there. Make sure he's still there. Like if he becomes a non-factor when you're, you're shooting two have two attempts a game, you're hurting the offense. Like it's, it's just gets to that point. And especially when the defensive thing, and you may, you may disagree, but like the defensive thing is problematic specifically on the perimeter sizing up 100%. I think he's really good in that range. And it's something that Miami has needed, maybe less with Kevin Love in the lineup. It depends but they've on needed the player. A- Cause like if it's a De'Aaron Fox, no chance, but and I may get laughed at this. I think like guys like Steph Curry that are not like beating you with your speed. I think he does it. I think he does an okay job. I mean, look, I, I saw, mean Steph I is coming up around a lot of screens, and I'm just thinking about the fact that Kyle has to run through a lot of screens. It's just I don't know. I just seen. I'm, when I'm he a bit of a believer the... in that, but I I I don't disagree with you generally. I wouldn't want him to do that. I think you kind of want him on size up guys, use his use his size, all that. Mm-hmm. And base. but the issue with that. Is if let's just say you're it's forgetting the switches. You're saying okay, well, there's a, a I can't even think of anybody right now, but there's a three that we're gonna put Kyle on tonight because he's probably better Middleton. off guarding him. Middleton. But like it's the regular season. You don't want Jimmy Butler guarding the star point guard or quick point guard or all this because that's the lineup you're in. You have to do it at that point if you're putting Kyle on the three because this is no longer Caleb at the four. This is Kevin Love at the four. So it's just, it just makes things a little awkward. It makes awkward. things problematic. I will say, in 77 regular season minutes, Kyle and Kevin, listen, they're plus, they're plus 29 net rating. Defense of 101 defensive mm. rating. Rating? That's not terrible. That's actually very good. 130 offensive rating? Woo-wee! I mean, we we're heaven. definitely we're definitely not addressing context there because I don't even know the context. But I don't know it either. But I just have <laughs> Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love on seventy-seven minutes, one hundred thirty offensive rating. What are the playoffs like? What, what, let's let's check the playoff numbers. I mean, they had a great great Knicks series. Both they of them were did. awful together in the playoffs. They were minus twenty-three in the playoffs with a one thirty defensive rating. Well, I appreciate the honesty, but I'll say, look at aside from outlet passes, which are the the thing we talk about for both of them, like having two veteran older guys, this, it's just, 
it really is not a quick lineup. Like you're you're forced. I mean, maybe Spo loves it because then they have to play slower. They don't play high pace. I mean, other than the occasional Spoh throw down fun. the floor. But once what's true Smith to walk the ball <laughs> and organize the fuck Pass out it to of the Bib. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, look, at they're going to be slower. Like, it just is what it is. Like, if you have these lineups, I mean, and, and what are they going to get to in the fourth quarter? Instead of Kyle and Love, what do you have? Maybe Caleb and Josh certain nights? That's a fast, quick lineup that you have with a bunch of defense. You probably have, hope ideally, enough shooting. Like, there's certain things at that point. So, I mean, look, maybe we're over we're overdoing the starting lineup thing. Maybe it won't be that bad because – Ball will be in Tyler's hands a ton. He'll be able to score. You have Jimmy Butler, who, if you know you're not getting him from a playoff version, he is still like a walking bucket and he walking had a great offensive hub. Season last year. He did. He did. But there's just this cycle of like the drop off from like thinking in the back of your head of what Jimmy's going to be from the last time you saw him. Uh, you've seen the look, meme. you've seen just, the calendar meme, right? That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of the cycle. Yeah. So so yeah, that's kind of my overall thoughts on Kyle. I think. I mean, he just. He has to – I'm not asking him to be a great defender because I think he uh, – like you, we were talking about before, I think he is what he is defensively. There's nothing that's going to change. Offensively, you can change stuff. You can take the shot a little more. You can take the catch and shoot in the, in the pull-ups a little more. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm So being honest and not like joking, you know, he's not a point-of-attack defender anymore. He's clearly – his body is not moving laterally like that way anymore. And kind mm-hmm. of flying him across a bunch of screens is just like he's 38 years old. Like you're just mm-hmm. – that's not that's not what you want to do, right? So, what he does do for you, and again, this is a more this is less of a of a of an eighty two game thing, and more of a sixteen game thing. He makes fucking plays, right? And those deflections don't matter in the regular season, but you get the right deflection in the playoffs, you beat the Bucks. If we're if we're being frank, right? They they don't win that game in Milwaukee if he doesn't you know get that ball or, or you know he, and he, he made a lot of those plays. In that series, right, and that's what you kind of want him. It's it's the it's the veteran kind of in chaos plays that he's so good at. What he does give you in the regular season, though, Brady is, and contrary to what Spo may want, as we said, he does get them. He you know, as Eric Reed might say, it's it's very giddy up, right? He gets them moving quick. I think he gets them into. I think one of their biggest issues, um, when the last year of of Gogi was, they just took forever to get into sets. They'd be like twelve on the shot mm. clock when somebody's coming off. And we we counted, you know what I mean? Like this is not a that, that was that's not a guesstimate, right? Like it, it was that long, and I think that he helps them in that sense. I think he has shown in the season that they're you know if he's feeling right, which again is a big if, which I understand, which is frustrating, which is why he should come off the bench. They should have a better guard that can do eighty two, but you know he can run pick and roll well. Right, he has some erratic passes at times, and, and he's a little ambitious. But I think for the most part, a very solid pick and roll player, and very helpful in that sense. And we just need him to kind of take those pull up shots and and hit them as your camera glitches. Hopefully, yeah, I'm gonna jump out. You can jump you can talk in, about Kyle. I'll, I'm being I'll, Drew. I'm being Drew Smith. You're being Drew Smith. Um, yeah, chat. So I love Kyle Lowry. We all know that. You know, Brady's great. You guys like Brady? Brady's great. This is probably great for the pod audience. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of where I am with Kyle. I think I've been pretty honest about it. Um, I think I've been I think I've been somebody that I'm under no delusion as to who he is as a player at this point. But I just think he's so valuable for 16 games. And I think you saw that, right? And maybe, of course, I'm biased because I love him. He's my favorite player. 
Um, I'm not I'm I'm not under any such delusion. However, when you have a guy like him that can kind of make those plays, that is, I think he's one of the smartest players I've ever seen. That has value, and it doesn't translate to an 82 game regular season, especially when he's not coming off the bench. I think that his last like good regular season was probably the year that they got the one seed because he was big time. And listen, maybe, and I'll say last year, he was coming off that hamstring and he did not look right to start the season, uh, Brady. And he, he took a bit to get in. And I, I think we know that he went through some personal stuff and is going mm-hmm. through some personal stuff. Hopefully kind of stuff can come together in his life and his health can kind of hold up that he can give them a good season. I think Brady, the, the last thing I'll say on him is what hurts the most is the playmaking going down. They need him to be a playmaker because mm-hmm. when he's not creating for others and not shooting, you're just, you're just doing nothing, right? You're just, you're just $30 million of nothing. And I'll be the first to admit that he, you know, the shooting is going to come and go. The shooting will come. You know, you cannot, at the end of the day, you can't really control that, right? You cannot tell Duncan to like shoot better. He's trying to shoot better. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not a shot doctor, but what you can't control is your aggression and your playmaking. Can you create for others? You know, you don't, he doesn't need to get a step. He's very, he's not, I'm not going to compare him to Dwayne Wade, but he's very good at using his body to create space off the pick and roll. He's good at getting guys on their hip, taking that one little dribble, see if the guy jumps, then kind of slip that pass in the pocket. That's what Mm -hmm. they need from him. They don't need him to like get bam, a bunch of lobs, although that'd be nice. You kind of just need him to kind of, can you get to five, four, five, six assists a game, you know, in the season, hit a couple threes. That's what they need. And then defend when it counts. Yeah, I'll quickly say, I just think the playmaking has to come from the shooting, if that makes sense. Like the stuff we were talking about, like if if he's taking the spot-ups and the pull-ups, it makes the playmaking so much easier for him. And I feel like that's the thing where it's, at this point, it's like he, his playmaking is not, I mean, even thinking before he got to this point in Miami, it's like his playmaking was always like based off people reacting to him. Like somebody maybe dipping off a shooter and him making that pass or kind of making seeing what the drop defender is doing. Like if you're not changing what a defender is doing to you because you're not taking shots, like your playmaking as is limited. It just is. So if he's taking some of those extra shots now, like a defender, maybe once in a while is a force to go over a pick and roll with bam. And now it makes it two on one. And now he can have fun with making that pass to bam in any way he feels possible, which we know he can do. So it feels like everything just comes with comes from the attempts. Brady, the one thing that I was disappointed when he got here was they switched. That was really the year when they they, they were starting to cut back on the handoffs and be more of a pick-and-roll team. Mm-hmm. I actually like him more as a handoff guy in this system because, again, it doesn't depend on his dribbling. You just got to get him around that, that BAM screen, and BAM's a threat to roll. BAM's a threat to keep the ball and take a pull-up. BAM's a threat to pass. You can leverage BAM's incredible skill set along with your movement and Kyle is I think now their second best movement shooter, I guess, Tyler, the third best movement shooter. Um, that's, I think that's important as a, uh, I'll make you, I'll make you a deal. Brady. Hold on. I apologize. No, you're good. Uh, you, you come back one more time and I'll have a solution <laughs> just in case it doesn't work. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's my spiel on Kyle chat. Sick of me. I understand. Um, it had to be addressed. 
okay? It had to. I who, If not me, then who? If not me, then who? Right? As uh, we wait for Brady to come back, and hopefully his camera will work um, as he... Uh, I don't, I don't know why this is happening, but, you know, hopefully uh, he can come back and we can finish off the show with Tyler Hero as Brady returns for us for the third time's a charm, as they say. Brady, Tyler, I want to start by saying I was so impressed by the way he handled this offseason. The maturity by him was through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, his new friendship with Chef Trilly, true character development for <laughs> both people. Uh, what a well, what a what a union! <laughs> what are the odds? They really, <laughs> they really showed that friendship can prevail anywhere. And mm-hmm. oh no, but like like no, jokes aside, like the way that he handled everything was just like more mature than ninety nine point nine percent of any adult. More than I, he handled that way better than I would, because I'd be. Mm-hmm mother bleeping people left and right want considering, you know, everything that he had to go through as somebody who wanted to be here and everything. So I guess we can start there. We could just talk about his game. I I was, you're, you're closer. You're, you're obviously very plugged in and you're close to the team. I was so impressed with that. 100%. I mean, he was mature to your point, but he also like took it almost as a joke. If that makes sense. Like he he made, he kind of had fun with it. Whereas like he was like, quote tweeting things and liking stuff and, and talking about getting a dame jersey and this and that where it's like some guys will like try to avoid it like they'll just i mean he's even tried to avoid it in the past because he was trying to learn this whole process but like it's sometimes it's like it's it, this stuff is real like it's just real it's like you're gonna see these people again you're probably gonna see them the next day you're gonna see them down the line even if you were traded that it's like sometimes you just have to approach it like normally like any of like any other person would so i just thought that part of it was just was just cool to see because I mean, he's a he's on social media a ton. He sees all of it. You see every. I mean, and he just has an experience. Like you could say he he's mature for a young guy, but he's like experienced this yeah. most than most adults. Like he, he was he's done it every season. Like as much as you say some of the offseason stuff wasn't real, he's seeing all of it, even if it's not real. Like even if like a, he has to ask, and they're these like, okay, no, see that's how you're talking about them online. And mm-hmm. maybe you may think that that doesn't affect guys, but imagine people wish you were gone every day. That mm-hmm. can't feel good. The thing is, I think the thing different with Tyler is that, like, sometimes, like, if you saw that as a player, you like you get in your feelings that you want out. But, like, Tyler just loves Miami he so much. He wants to win people over, it sounds like. He's like, hey, I want a, a tough crowd. I want you all to love me. <laughs> He does. He just loves the city. He loves the people. He loves he yeah, loves the yeah, Heat organization. He loves everything about this situation. That it's like, even with all of that, he's going to overlook that and still put in the work. Like, look, aside from and this is my perspective and everything because I just want to talk basketball. But like, he just wants to hoop. He really does. Mm-hmm. Like, he he just wants to go out there and hoop and play basketball. And the fact of like when the off season comes around, around and everybody's just about rumors, which I hate as well. I am so glad we're talking basketball Dude. again because I hate the whole rumor thing. That's the way he feels. He just wants to go hoop. Brady, we didn't do a – we didn't do a – okay, well, we're going to do – your camera's glitching again. Well, it's okay. Look, we got this. I have a solution. Look, we're going to put right here – look look at this smiling face. We got Brady Hawk. Uh, we have a, the, a still picture of Brady as his uh, – and 
look at that this is live on air guys this is this is this is live you know who who else is doing it like this that's that who so that so that's what i'm saying you know this is live this is a live production got the name tag and everything is that is that jimmy or bam that's bam it's a chain that's josh that is josh you're right that is josh yeah bam bam's much much too tall look how happy you look Yeah, no, I I do too. Brady, I love that you said that you're sick of the rumors. We didn't do a show for I think the entirety of like August. I know I saw. I I was like, oh boy, you guys okay over there? <laughs> that that's that's Greg and Ethan. They should have just done it. They should have just they should have done like a two man game, and you and Alex get the chat says that they can't hear Brady. Okay, can you can you hear Brady now? Oh, I I understand. Yeah, everything's good. Can you hear me now? Yeah, Brady's back. Brady's back. I I yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, guys. So that listen, what 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 a show of technical difficulties. Yes, now you now you can hear Brady. I see his audio levels. Okay, we're we're so back. We're so back. So you're back. Let's let's real quick talk about. We don't. You know, I went way longer with Brady than I had told him. So I apologize to him. Brady, let, let's be quick on Tyler. I don't think there's much to say about him other than, you know, he need, you know, they listen, he needs to take more free throws. Mm-hmm. How that happens, I don't know, but really that's the next step in his game. Can he get to the line three more times? And that's going to be the difference between him potentially making all-star teams and him kind of staying where he is. The percentages of his shot can go up and down, but at the end of the day, if you cannot get free throws in this league you cannot generate reliable offense and and ultimately that's what's going to determine kind of the success of his season in my opinion yeah and i mean you're seeing him try to get to the free throw line more like you're seeing him do it in the preseason but like the issue with like developing that skill is number one you either have it or you don't like you could say you want to get to the free throw line more but like eventually when you're like when you when it exits your mind when you're not thinking about it in the second quarter of in November like in a random game you're gonna get back to what you know and what you do that it, it's it's just hard to develop that is a really hard skill to develop yeah second part of it is like even if you are kind of grabbing contact like you have to get the respect from referees and that's what you're seeing with Tyler in the preseason it's like he's taking it he's trying to get to these certain contact things and it's like the refs aren't calling it it's like it's just a tough thing to develop in general so. I mean, yeah, that would be ideal if he's able to turn a couple of these long mid-range jumpers into contact drives and getting to the line. Like, yeah, that changes everything. That helps his points per game that does all of that. I will say to add on to that, the thing that I think is probably more important and the thing that could probably help his points per game even more is upping his three-point attempts. And that's something he's want to do. He's A lot of guys say, I want more threes. I want to get – like, my goal is to get more threes. That's a guy that – Well, he, he was getting – I think he got up – I want to say eight in, the, last in his rookie season. I know he was, he was at, he was close there. I think he was around eight this past season. So like, that's, a, I mean, it's tough to get up <laughs> more than eight in general, but efficiency is going to kind of get into that. But I just watch his game. You watch him in general. And it's like, that's a guy that, especially yeah, with at, well, losing yeah, backs. He was at eight, and that's his career high by, by, by quite a bit. So seeing that jump, I mean, I think there could be another jump, especially losing max. Losing Gabe, who got a couple attempts up, losing a couple of these guys. We were going through it. I think even Depot was giving up, getting up like five threes a game or something crazy. Like he was even getting the ball. So like you're losing a good amount of that. And yeah, some guys will pick pick it up a little bit. 
but you're kind of going to need him to get to those spots a little more, be efficient. I think he could do it off the pull-up, as we know. I think you see a little bit more spot-up stuff from him just because I, I, I don't think people – it's funny because I even asked him about this. I talked to him about this at training camp. So I'm like, you come into the draft, everybody calls you a spot-up guy. Then you, like, become what you are. And, like, everybody now, like, talks to him like he's, like – they forget that he's, like, an elite spot-up shooter. Like, he's a really good in that range in terms of just everything about his mechanics, the overall shot – like I say it all the time, I've seen so many people like just shooting around, like specifically, let's just talk Miami specifically, all the shooters that they've had just like shooting in an open gym. There's no better open gym shooter than Tyler Hero. <laughs> like he's just a pure shooter that I think they just have to lean into that a little more. Maybe they, he's talked about kind of less dribbles, less like a lot of that type of stuff where it's like less dribbles, more threes is, is easy to kind of take into that where you don't have to dribble around and try to make plays every single time, even though they probably need that with no point guard. But Take it, kind of take your mix it in a little bit more. Maybe take a little more. Not be afraid to kind of get those shots up. Like they tell Duncan and these shooters, if you're open, take the shot. That's the same thing they they're telling Tyler now. It's like you, we need you as a shooter right now, especially with with looking around this roster. He's a more reliable spot up guy than Duncan. I would say. I mean, Duncan is is his home is the movement stuff. So yeah, yeah, 100 pure spot up. I'm taking Tyler. I, I'm taking Tyler. I'm taking Tyler over anybody. Maybe maybe not playoff Jimmy. I don't know. Playoff Jimmy. <laughs> oh yeah. That guy. Or that Caleb guy's... Martin with his foot on the line. I don't know. Oh Caleb. Caleb foot on the line. Caleb Hall of Famer. No no question about it's no it. Doubt. No, no doubt. No question about it. Or Dwayne Wade when the shot clock went off. Just just golden. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I the the one thing and this is kind of the last. I don't think we have too much to say on Tyler unless you had something to add. But I, I think the last thing I'll say on him, kind of piggybacking what you say. Is I'm scared if he gets his attempts up to to ten, that's fewer kind of motions to the basket. I think a lot mm-hmm. of his mid range attempts come from him getting him trying to beat his guy and realizing he doesn't have it, and then gets to that kind of snake sidestep three at mm-hmm. the elbow. And I I, I kind of think that's how that works out. So I, I'm worried that him taking more threes cuts out his kind of attempts to go to the basket, but he's just not, he doesn't get the, he doesn't get enough separation to really get to the rim consistently enough. His career highs, 3.3 free throw attempts. It's just not going to cut it. And I, I don't, I don't know if he's that kind of player, Brady, I, you know, my comp to him when he was coming out was Lou Williams, except Lou Williams mm. like, gets to the line eight times. You know, other than that, <laughs> he has the Lou Williams game. You know what I mean? Down to six man of the year and everything, but that's my one concern. I'll say the one thing I'll, I'll finish with an ad is the defensive side of things. I mean, he's never going to get the credit in general, but he has, he really has improved. Like he has he made works certain hard, man. improvements he works. because I think the big thing is like he, like when he comes down to the defensive side of the ball, like he's like, he's really actively trying to be a good defender. But the reason is because it's in the back of his head that he feels like he has to prove it, that he really, like, gives it his all. And I think I was talking with Alex earlier on the podcast. We said kind of, like, how can they do things for Tyler as a defender? And I think the biggest thing is it's – not that he, like, trying to keep him away from – not like, off the ball because he can't guard the ball. But I think he's actually a decent off-ball defender. That I think he could do stuff in that way where they kind of peel a little bit more off-ball switches for him and let him guard that weak side. And kind of let him do stuff because he's talked about he feels like he can do stuff in those passing lanes and kind of kind of get steals. And he's done that. He even did that a couple of times. I remember in the that opening playoff game against Milwaukee. Like I remember he did some stuff off the ball where I was like, okay, 
Like this is something you can utilize if you're able to keep him in that corner and kind of move around a little bit. And he's was good in that zone. Like we're thinking back of being on that bottom box of the zone, shifting around or as supposed to shape shifting, just kind of moving around in general. I don't know. I just feel like he, he could be good in that, that kind of off ball role if kept there as much as possible. The issue back to what we talked about before Kyle love and Tyler it's just like you can't really choose in those lineups where to put Tyler. And it's just Duncan whatever too. happens, happens. Like, you know, there's right. going to be, you know, we were talking last episode. It's like, okay, well, you know, Duncan's going to probably come off the bench here. And, you know, Jimmy, you know, is is Jimmy going to come out first and then like Caleb and, and Duncan come in? Like, you know, then you have the problem of Tyler and Duncan because you want, you're going to want to stagger Tyler and Jimmy, I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So you have like one ball handler who can score that you trust. And if you do that, you know, you, I, I think you want Tyler and Bam together and you want Duncan and Bam together. So then yeah. we're back at the problem of Tyler and Duncan. But it's like, I don't know, man, if Duncan like some, you might have to play Duncan if he's like shooting well. So you're right. It's a pro- it's a problem. It's a problem that they have really not found a great solution for. They just kind of get by in the regular season and then in the playoffs, they just really tighten their rotation. But. It's it's an issue, and Kevin Love exacerbates that as well, which is I have questions about how long he will stay the starter. Brady, I said that the high end of their team is probably Highsmith shoots really well from three, and he just starts at the four. I mean, yeah, I could very well see that. That's like I'm a fan ideal. of that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's if you've, if you've known what I've been talking about, I'm a big Haywood Highsmith fan. I'm a big fan of his game. Yeah, I think he fits what Spode does. I think he fits what this team does. I think the the fact of the the overall improvements that he's made, I'm a big fan of him starting. He's like he's is he gonna be the guy that like the the lineup change into the playoffs? Like everybody's gonna be screaming about this love thing starting all year, and then when it really matters in the playoffs, they're like, wait, Haywood Highsmith starting game one? Like that's what I could kind of see happening. Cause look, the jumper is legit. He's not just shooting well in this preseason. Like I've been trying to put I've been pushing this since training camp. Like I'm watching his jumper. Like he has really changed his jumper that the jumps that he's made, I'm like, yeah, this guy could be a starting four for this team. I, I, I've been saying that for for like all season, and I I think that ideally he's like the guy that that you want to do that. So we'll see a lot a lot of fun stuff that we're gonna that we're gonna get to see them work through in the season. The other thing we didn't mention was Tyler. I mean, Tyler's such a you know, while he doesn't have length, he's a very active rebounder, and he, ha- you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's just that he's going to help them a lot in that in those instances as well. I think offensive rebounding is somewhere where I think he's probably more active than most guys on the team, uh, and that's really an area where they were one of the, the worst teams last year. Their defensive rebounding was actually pretty okay, offensive mm-hmm. rebounding not so much. So, you know, kind of kind of get active in in those instances, and and yeah, Brady, I mean. I would say that guards are probably. Would you say guards or bigs are their weakest? Uh, uh I would say guards. Right. I would I, say I, guards. I mean, I feel good about Thomas Bryant, and ooh, I mean, I don't. I do. I do. I mean, I. I know this isn't the. <laughs> this is the big man preview, but I. He's going to be good for portions of the season. He's going to have lows, but I just think in comparison. I mean, I don't know if you disagree with this too, but in comparison to past backup bigs. He is a step above them. I just know that we're not giving this one a nickname. <laughs> well, maybe that's what's why they went down. Uh, we're, so we're, say, we're staying out of this one. We're, we're, we're out of the nickname game. <laughs> it it, it, it didn't end well last time. 
I just, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think he'll get picked apart defensively. I think certain That's stuff will happen, but offensively, I don't know. I think his physicality, they can move stuff around. I think they'll, they'll sit him in a zone a lot. Offensively, I think he gives them a different look than what they were used to behind Bam. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what they're able to do. But we'll see. even Orlando Robinson could, when you ask that question, like Orlando, I mean, I'm a Lando he guy. could play. I'm he Lando, could play. So that's why I feel more comfortable with the, the big man. No, I, I agree. And I, I think that their guards, I think, you know, the guards are really going to make or break kind of their floor. Um, mm. you know, if the guards, but the wings could be the guards, like we said. I think the wings determine their ceiling. I think the guards determine their floor. Hmm. Because if Kyle gives you nothing, and if Drew gives you nothing, and if Hampton's not there yet, and if Josh is okay, you know, it's really what do you where are you going? You know what I mean? Like you're just yeah. you're really just an eight seed fighting for your life. And if the, if the wings are good, you know that answers a lot of questions. You know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that they have a they have a lot of solutions to things. So it's going to be really interesting. I, I think you know we went pretty extensive with all three groups. I kept Brady for much longer than I wanted to. Let's take a look at what Brady's camera looks like. Oh God! Oh man! So goodness oh. gracious! Put that back. I've been hacked. You've been man. hacked. You've been hacked by the heat guards. Uh, Brady, thank you so much for joining us and spending all this time. You are so you are so gracious. Uh, where what do you have on deck? What what do you have in the works to read? You are a great writer. What's going on? Anything to yeah, plug? I'll be I mean at Pretty Arc 305, anywhere that's possible. I, I think I even have a threads account. I don't think I've used it ever. Uh, but that's the same handle everywhere. Uh, I'll be covering the game tomorrow. Uh, so look out for that stuff in five on the floor. Check out five on the floor. One of the number one local sports podcast, right? Mm, Congrats- yes. Congratulations on that, man. People, people don't realize how difficult it is to dethrone Laker pods. Cause they have a gajillion. <laughs> so I know. Yeah. It's, and Boston. It's a, Hey, hey shout out to five reasons. Our friends, our colleagues, everything that they're doing over there. Shout out to Brady. Shout out to locked on heat. Wes and David, the homies. Shout out to to everybody covering the Heat this year. I hope everybody has a great season out there. I hope you fans have a great time with this team. Let's please be a little happier. People are too angry on Twitter. Too many hot take Harrys being doomers saying that I don't. They don't even want to watch. Come on, guys, let's be happy. We get Jimmy Butler tomorrow, hopefully, unless the dentist has anything to say about it. Uh, Brady, <laughs> thank you again for joining us, guys. We are live post game tomorrow. Following Heat Pistons. Pre-game is no more. We're not doing pre-game anymore. We'll do pre-game sometimes. We may do pre-game tomorrow. Frankie's girlfriend's sick. Probably not. Don't count on pre-games anymore. So we're just doing post-games now as a reminder. We may do the occasional pop-up pre-game. And remember, on Friday for Heat Celtics, we have a special host for the post-game show. Alf is doing the, our post-game show on Friday. Remember, this is not hangover time. Alf killed hangover time. Uh, Alf's baby said no more hangover time, but Alf will be hosting Heat Celtics. So hopefully we get a win, and Alf can uh, slander uh, all the all of Boston uh, as as you know he'll want to. Brady, you you you've worked with Alf before. You know you know how rowdy he can get. Oh, uh, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. So shout out to Brady. Shout out to Five Reasons. Shout out to Heat Nation. We're another uh, another year, another our our eleventh season doing this tomorrow starts our 11th season doing Miami heat beat. I love you guys for being here every step of the way and for listening to me for a decade. Plus we'll see you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.